Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Tyler Mount um, of Henry Street Creative. He and his team are industry-leading branding and digital strategy experts. They've worked with the founder of Zillow, the CEO of T-Mobile, NBC, Baccarat. Uh, He's been in the New York Times. He's been in Forbes. He's fascinating. Co-produced eight theatrical productions including four, he's the youngest individual producer to be nominated in all four production categories, three Tony Awards, two Drama League Awards, a GLAAD Award, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff that we're not going to, we're going to run out of time. I could spend half an hour just on your bio. Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Seth. I appreciate it. All right. So let's go back in time. Um, You've got your finger in so many different pies. How the heck did you get started? Well, that's a convoluted question, but I I guess I'm glad you asked. You know, I I grew up in small town Texas. I loved the performing arts. I so desperately wanted to be a part of what I now know to be the Broadway community. And so after high school, I went to a liberal arts, fine arts school in Austin, Texas, moved to New York City, basically the day I graduated. And my goal was to work on Broadway. And and I had the fortune of being able to do that, not necessarily in the way that I planned in third grade, right? But I was able to do something I loved, which was stage management. You know, I've always liked having the power and being in control. And the stage manager is the one who controls the entire production. So, you know, it, it was a it was a it was a really fortunate break I got. And and I was fortunate enough to do that um, avidly, you know, through my first three to four years here in New York City. From there, uh, I accidentally, and I mean accidentally, started producing content, um, what many people would now consider being an influencer before influencers exist on YouTube, that centered around the Broadway community. Me, a famous Broadway star, so let's use the word famous here loosely, but I I consider them famous, someone I looked up to for a long time. Um, and And we would drink wine on the couch, and I'd have, you know, in my living room, and I'd have a new guest every single week, and it kind of changed my life. You know, that little series that started as a passion project was eventually was a playbill, um, the Broadway legacy brand. I worked there for a while. And that content that we produced was being seen by over a million people in 168 countries a week. And that really changed my life. From there, that's where I really got my understanding and, you know, my chops in digital marketing and the power of personal brand, at which point I got an opportunity that at the time, and still to this day, is a dream job of mine, which was working at NBC, a, a company that I love and adore and, and, you know, since leaving, still love and adore. 
Um, but at the same time, I knew I wanted to continue my work on Broadway. And so through series of events, I was offered a producing role. Um, and I happened to be in the right place at the right time consistently. And I was fortunate enough to win the Tony Award three years in a row for my work on Broadway. Um, and consequently, that's how, you know, my Broadway life happened and started. That's how my work in digital marketing started. And then from NBC, the rest is history. I, I've worked in, you know, multiple industries. And and frankly, you know, starting my company was accidental. I just started working for a few companies freelancing. And then I was accidentally, again, you see the trend here, connected to some of the most powerful people on earth from the president of the United States, then to the CEO of uh, T-Mobile, the CEO now of Twitter, you know, ultimately these people I have, have had the fantastic fortune of working with and have taught me a lot, you know, all came through what I believe is doing good work and being kind. So that's why I'm here today. And, and that's why I'm so excited to be chatting with you. Okay. Well, that is absolutely fascinating. And the longer version of your story needs to be in a book if it isn't already. Um, maybe one day I just need someone to write it because, um, you couldn't pay me to sit down and write a book. That's a lie. Actually, if you paid me enough, I would totally do it. But I haven't got the, the the you know, let's say the eight-figure offer yet. I'm waiting. Well, okay. we can have a separate conversation about ghostwriting your book for you. But that's not what that. to talk about. I've got to ask as a theater kid and aficionado my whole life, what were the four shows that you have Tonys for? Yeah. So I got four nominations, three wins. My first win was a show called Once on This Island, which everyone I talked to was like, I starred in that production in high school. Yeah. Uh, from there, the second show I did was a show that we were still working on called Hades Town. Um, so I have that on Broadway where we just announced the West End production of Hades Town. And we have a national tour. And then the third one that I did was an uh, incredible six-hour play, which um, you heard me right, six hours, called The Inheritance. Um, and so I was really fortunate to work on that. The fourth nomination I got was for a small play called Frankie and Johnny, starring Audra McDonald and Michael Shannon. So, um, you know, and outside of that, I've done many things on Broadway and off-Broadway that haven't been nominated. But, you know, those are the ones that most people know. Awesome. And I did not star in Once on this Island. I was in the chorus in high school, and I freely admit that. Yes. Uh, so congratulations. That is all awesome. We'll have to have you back a separate time on our show business edition just to geek out over theater stuff. Um, we're here to talk about business and marketing. So your accidental, I'll call it accidental Broadway podcast that turned into one of the top digital marketing firms in the country working with people who are household names. What are the challenges in focusing on, let's say, a personal brand as opposed to marketing your company, your product, your service? Well, look, you know, uh, everyone I work with probably has a company they're running, but I care most about the personal brand. And that's quite simple to me. It's because you as a human being impact and permeate every aspect of your business. You as CEO, whether you're a small one person real estate firm or the leader of the free world, your actions and your ethics and the way that you value everything in your life trickle down into your organization. And so if we can actually focus on you personally, and we can focus on what you bring, not just to your company today, but all of your future endeavors and your multifaceted interests, that is how we really start to move the needle. I, I, you know, the people I work with, 
are obviously invested in their company. Certainly, that's how they make money. That's how they eat. That's how their employees eat. But frankly, they also want longevity themselves in their lives. The idea that you're going to be at the job you're at now for the rest of your life is very rare. Instead, we focus on the personal brand. So we give longevity to these people for their next effort or their additional effort, right? So that's ultimately why I really focus on personal brand. And besides, the, the numbers that we found um, in terms of the intersection between personal brand and the intersection in business and commerce is unmistakable. I, I agree 100%. I think people in this day and age of media oversaturation, people want a person behind the company. They're buying you when they buy what they're selling. They don't want a nameless, faceless corporate entity. They want to feel like they have some connection, even if they're never going to meet Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. So you've worked with, I don't think this is a typo, over a thousand real estate agents in 14 countries and new development portfolios valued at over $7 billion. If you look at a market like, let's say, a residential real estate agent, everybody knows a number of real estate agents. And they are, in the public's mind, which you obviously help fix, a interchangeable commodity which there are plenty of businesses who watch or listen to the show who feel like an unfairly labeled commodity. How do you help them stand out? How do you help them differentiate themselves? That's the number one goal here, right? Differentiation. I always tell all of my clients, let's take real estate agents for an example. Your ability to write a contract, your ability to show a home means nothing. 18-year-olds do this with zero experience and no high school diploma. That's fine. Okay, what differentiates you is the ethics and values you bring to the transactional process. So my goal is to differentiate you in the market greatly. Okay, and the way we do that is offering authentic keyword, authentic insights into your life. And that's why personal brand is so important. I will tell you the number one thing I see day in and day out, 85% of real estate agents are exclusively focused on real estate on their feed, right? Look at what I just sold. Look at what I just listed. Look at this um, really bad stock photo for Veterans Day that is really used to publicize me. Ultimately, you might as well not be on social because every single person in real estate does that. And again, they're all interchangeable. Your ability to write a contract doesn't change, right? So ultimately what we're focusing on is how do we find the humanity in each person, whether that is your love of music or Broadway or trucks or uh, whatever it might be, okay? I've seen a lot in my career. And what I will tell you is no matter what you think is maybe off-putting to some or not professional to some. It is actually the single delineating factor between lacking success as an independent salesperson or finding success. Because I've learned in my career that there is no niche too small to find a following. And so ultimately what we do is find that niche and represent it authentically because me knowing about you, Seth, and your love of, let's say, musical theater and acting and singing or whatever it is that you might like actually endears me to you. It actually makes me go, oh, Seth is a human being with like-minded interests to me. I am now, statistically speaking, factually more likely to transact with you as a business person knowing that one fact. Imagine if we could have a conversation over the course of years via social media and really understand what you are about. Consequently, you're going to attract the right clientele that are ready and willing to transact with you. 
I love it. You said you said a couple of things there that were really important that I want to kind of highlight and unpack a little bit more. Um, you used the word and you put it in ver, uh, air italics, authentic. And you talked about who we are, what we're interested in, how to tell our story. How does, we're not all Broadway producers. How does, we don't all have the story of Town. How does Henry Street Creative, your company, help us as business owners tell our story in a powerful way that has an impact on the bottom line eventually? Yeah, absolutely. So we always start, and you framed it up perfectly. Thank you. We talk through this word of authenticity. It oftentimes gets overused, but it is, like I said, the delineating factor. So often I talk with with new business owners or even legacy business owners who are just working on personal brand or just focusing on marketing starting today about what they should do. I think should um, is one of the most toxic words in business because it ascribes intent, right? I always remind people that there shouldn't be the word should, right? Who is this magical entity saying what someone should or shouldn't do outside of the guidelines of being an ethical, kind human being? right? The idea that I should act a certain way to be a successful real estate agent or a business owner or a a tech founder is a misnomer. You can be, and the John Ledgers who ran T-Mobile and the Elon Musks of the world and the Bill Gates of the world have proven, and even like you think of Richard Branson, right? He was one of the first, you know, irreverent business owners in the public eye. These people have proven time and time again that if you are authentic, and show your true colors, people will flock to you who are meant to flock to you. And so my job a lot of the time is breaking down what people are doing because they think they should versus what they want to, right? So you could understand how maybe a real estate agent would say, okay, I know I love Broadway show tunes, but I don't want to possibly reveal that because people are going to think that I don't care about real estate or I'm only focused on on musical theater and this is a side hustle, right? Because I should only be posting about real estate. That's where they're wrong. I actually want to know like and trust you before I transact with you. So that, I mean, I mean, you thank you for teeing me up perfectly. So what are some tips you can give our business owners to improve their content strategy as opposed to just posting about what they, the technical aspects of what they actually do? Because we tell people all the time, no, 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 no. Your customers don't care about that. They're paying you to care about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I work closely with one of the most renowned real estate brokers in the world, Ryan Serhant. Um, he's he has his new brokerage here in New York City, and you know he came from million dollar listing fame and is now absolutely revolutionizing what real estate is. Now, obviously, I'm biased, but I know that to be true, and that's why I agreed to work with him and his team. What I will tell you, and what Ryan does really well, is answers this question, and this is what I teach for a majority of my day, which is how do we approach content in an authentic way? What I find to be the disconnect a lot of times is podcasts like this talk about, yeah, you need to be authentic. Thanks. Have a great day versus what are the actionable steps we can take today to change our business? Well, let me tell you, we divide our content into three major categories. That first category is professional. 
That is you and your business. That is a part of you. We're not going to completely avoid that. That's a large portion of you. And frankly, that's why we're on social 90% of the time is to affect the bottom line. Number two is personal content. Who are you outside of, let's say, business or real estate? Are you a musical theater lover? Do you raise horses? Do you adopt or foster pets? Do you love travel? Do you crochet? You know, what is that about you that you love outside of your profession? And believe it or not, Seth, this is far more important than your professional life. It humanizes you. And then the third and final category is your differentiator, right? Ryan Serhant ironically called, not ironically, iconically calls this your and, or a business person and what else? For me, my and or my differentiator would most likely be either what I consider mentorship and inspiration, which is like me getting fired up about changing people's lives, or Broadway. So by me really leaning into that portion of my strategy and owning it unapologetically, that's where I really start to find connection. So if you think of your posting schedule for the week, let's say we want to post three times a week, five times a week, you know, bare minimum. I want to see at least one post professional, one post personal, and one post differentiator. They all deserve a place on your personal Instagram feed, your personal Facebook, TikTok feed, because it humanizes you. When we get into the corporate entity, the T-Mobiles of the world, the Twitters of, of the world, inked much lower in capita, simply because they're lifeless entities. And frankly, that those places don't really earn as much of a personal touch as these persona-based accounts do. Absolutely. You've worked with numerous household name, iconic brands. What were some of the most surprising things you learned? Ooh, that's a good question. I've been asked many questions. I don't know if I've been asked that one. So, you know, I, I would tell you that right off the bat, the number one thing I have learned, and one reason I think I'm good at my job, is that I understand at the end of the day, every single person I work with, whether you know their name or you've never heard of them, they are all people and they all want the same thing, which is to be loved and valued and feel, you know, um, some level of, like I said, value in their life and support and they're humans. They make mistakes. They don't know everything. Um, and they always openly admit that. And so it wasn't until I started working on the personal level with some of these quote unquote household names that I realized like, oh no, everyone in every industry, even if they're on CNBC every day, or if they're being talked about on CNBC every day are human beings. And so our ability to humanize people is in my opinion, the most important thing that we can do. Um, and it also gave me a, a massive vote of confidence because a lot of the times I'm like, oh, this person maybe went to a better school or maybe has more experience or was in the right place at the right time or maybe has more money. But at the end of the day, they're not really that different from me. And that's a really empowering feeling and something, you know, that I try to share with all of my all of my clients. Awesome. You've achieved so much success, not only for your own agency and everything you've been involved with, but for your clients as well. What's your biggest challenge now? The biggest challenge is constantly elevating and innovating, right? The digital space is constantly evolving. And this is something that is my job, right? It's to understand where are we moving in the zeitgeist of social media and the zeitgeist of digital branding and personal branding and to stay ahead of the curve, right? Everyone listening would have loved to be the first person on TikTok. Would have been great, right? I remember seeing it and being like, 
I, I don't know what this musically app is, but I'm getting a lot of ads for it and I could literally care less, right? That was three years before TikTok became TikTok. And by God, I wish I was the first person on it. Just like I wish I was the first person on Instagram. I wish I knew what influence culture was on YouTube before it became a thing. Our job is to track trends so our clients don't have to and share with them the most efficient tools and tactics in order to get to where they're going. You just said, I mean, the world is, especially in digital, is changing so fast. How do you stay on top of it all? How do you track those trends? I mean, it's quite difficult. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I- I'm uh, I'm an oracle and I know everything. There's not for that. <laughs> no, there is, unfortunately, unless there's something I'm going to learn today. Not that I know of, but if there is, please send it to me. You know, there's a fantastic website called Social Media Daily. They keep us up to date on all of the news and the releases that are coming out. I follow closely the white pages for all of the major platforms, which everyone has access to. They're all readily available to understand what's changing in the algorithm. What is Instagram or Facebook or X or TikTok prioritizing today? What is hashtag strategy today? Because, you know, what I typically find are strategists were trained five years ago and they follow that protocol. And that's incredibly detrimental to their clients, right? Because if I did that um, and I had been doing this for 15 years, I'd be giving people MySpace strategy, right? And it's important to remember that these things ebb and flow and change and things come in and things are fatty and things are things leave. That it doesn't mean it didn't serve us at a certain time. It just means that it might not serve us today as efficiently as we want it to be. Your passion is obvious. Uh, what do you like best about what you're doing? I, I mean... I say that I'm an empire builder. I have an incredible roster. I am really, really pleased that I don't want to lie to you. As of today, no one has ever left my roster um, because I produce results. And I produce results by having almost detrimentally an invested stake in them and their business. I care so deeply in it, if you can't tell, so empowered and excited about the idea of changing someone's life by just sharing something I already know. Um, it's a remarkable opportunity and that's what gets me excited and, and out of, out of bed every morning. For our folks who are watching or listening and want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you and the company? Yeah, absolutely. So you can check out what we're doing to provide first-class marketing assets to some of the you know, world's business leaders at henrystreetcreative.com. Or you can check me out personally and what I do in terms of one-on-one coaching and consultancy for business leaders around the world at tylergmount.com or at tylergmount on all of my handles. And, and what I want to stress, Seth, is I've lived my life and my business by saying me lighting someone else's candle doesn't extinguish my own. And my business philosophy is rooted in that. So if you're listening listening to that, if you go to my website, you can book a no catch, no IOUs, no favors, no sales call, one-on-one consultation with me. I'll walk you through your digital ecosystem. I'll give you free pro bono advice, no catch, no sales call coming afterwards. Um, If I can spend 30 minutes and change a business owner's life for free, I'm happy to do it. So that is on offer for both you, Seth, and anyone listening. Well, we, I will certainly take you up on that. We greatly appreciate the offer and your time. It's been one of the most fun podcasts I have done. Um, Tyler, this is Seth Green for Sharkpreneur. Tyler, thanks again for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thanks everyone for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? 
Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit C-SuiteRadio.com.